0: As you may know, there is a controversy in the Christian world right now over Christian nationalism. And the anti Christian nationalist folks, they're acting a certain way uh, about this issue. But the pro Christian nationalists, uh, they are responding uh, an entirely different way. And I want to look at both sides and um, kind of relate that to my experience meeting a lot of these pro Christian nationalist people in person at the fight left feast conference. Pardon the fact that I'm holding my mic, part of my mic arm broke like just now. (laughs) Here's how I think we should define Christian nationalism. We, there are tons of definitions being thrown around. You know, even, um, I think Stephen Wolf has, uh, he was at the fight left feast conference too, but he has a definition that he likes to use. I don't even like necessarily Stephen wolf's uh, definition of christian nationalism the way i approach definitions of words is that a word means what the majority of people thinks it means now that means that definitions of words are allowed to change certain words today mean different things than they did before here's a perfect example like the word gay the word gay used to mean happy, and joyful. Here's an example of, of like a positive word that was turned negative. So because of the, the current connotation of the word gay, uh, it also applies to say the word queer. It would be weird or awkward for us to use gay in its original meaning in language just because it doesn't make sense to people. Now what the heck does this have to do with anything having to do with Christian nationalism? Well, Christian nationalism entered Although it has been talked about and written about for a very, very long time in the past, here and there, I, I think it's become a huge topic of discussion recently, um, maybe for the very first time. Like I said, people have talked about it in the past, but you know, here we we have this phrase that has entered into our in, into the public eye, uh, secular people and Christian people, and and everybody has this. Uh, or at least the, the broad public has this idea of what Christian nationalism means. And I think that is the definition that we should be using. And if you consider the way the public commonly understands the phrase Christian nationalism, I think everybody can get on board with it because here it is during 2020, all of that rigmarole. If you wanted to keep your church open, if you were a faithful Christian who believed the government does not have authority to close your church, which is true, you're a Christian nationalist. You were labeled with the term Christian nationalist. Okay, so people started thinking, oh, Christian nationalists are people who take the Bible seriously, right? That That is the definition that came into the public sphere and everybody broadly accepted in mainstream media on the left on the right whatever some people uh didn't like the term just because it had nationalist in it whatever and forget all the negative connotations with the word the, the point is i'm talking about the word itself what does the word mean christian nationalist means regardless of its previous connotations i don't think the connotations are a big deal some people do but the word itself everybody should be able to get on board with if you're a christian now, the problem is they don't, and I think that's one of the things that's causing a lot of the division right now, but if you, you know, resisted getting fired or believe that that companies shouldn't fire their employees for uh, not getting vaccinated, oh, you're a Christian nationalist. If, if you wanted to keep your business open despite government restrictions, uh, you're a Christian nationalist for churches, same thing, whatever. Then, later, Roe v. Wade was overturned, thank God. But, if you were against Roe v. Wade being overturned, well, you must be a Christian nationalist, because you are imposing your religion on the people around you. It's not whether or not we're pushing a religion, but it's which religion we're pushing. So, America is not devoid of a religion, Right now, we have the religion of secularism. We have an anti-Christian religion. And what faithful Christians should want is instead of pushing anti-Christian values on the nation, we should be pushing Christian values on the nation. Now, the question that we should be asking ourselves in this debate is, how far do we push or where we draw the line? Not, we don't do this at all, because I mean even, even the people who hate Christian nationalism still believe that we should be evangelizing and still believe that whenever a person comes to know Jesus, that that should affect their behavior in some way. And what us on the Christian nationalist side argue is if your behavior is changed by Christ, then the things around you are should naturally change also. And so if you happen to have a Christian family, then that is going to impact things. If you have enough Christians in your community, that is going to change things for your community. Same thing applies to your town. Same thing applies to your city. And one day, if we actually do a good job following through on the Great Commission, the command to disciple the nations, and an entire nation becomes enough Christian, then that nation's uh, rules and the the function and the structure of that nation will change. America, in fact, used to be a Christian nation. But now, um, I mean, well, it still has the foundation of a Christian nation, but we are acting less and less like it every day. So now we are pushing, as a nation, the religion of secularism instead of the religion of Christianity. We should be, instead, pushing, or um, not pushing, but affirming, let's say. Well, I mean, although we are pushing. (laughs) But let's just say, as a nation, we ought to be affirming the religion of Christianity. Even if the nation is made up of non-Christians. So, that's kind of the background. The definition of Christian nationalism that I think we all should hold is if you want the nation of America to be evangelized, which should be every single Christian, I think if you don't want America to be evangelized, uh, you know, I'm not going to say you're not saved, but what are you doing? You are missing the picture. You've lost the plot. Luckily, all of the anti-Christian nationalist big-name people like in G3, they don't actually believe that. They do want a Christian nation, even though they attack Christian nationalists. It's kind of funny. So anyway, here's what's happening. The G3 people, they have no interest whatsoever, especially Owen Strand, but really all of them. And if we look at both sides, one side, uh, they, they both sides believe they're correct, right? Obviously, both sides believe they're correct, but one side is willing to discuss Uh, Owen Strand himself, in in this atrocious interview that he did at G3, even said that he is willing to debate progressive Christians, gay pastors, but he's unwilling to debate a Christian nationalist. And the reason he gave is something like, well, I don't think the, the gay Christians are actually Christians, but I do think the Christian nationalists are Christians, even though I think that this is tied in with Kenism and Kenism is a heresy, but if you believe in a heresy, you're not a Christian. So I I think the argument is totally inconsistent, but uh, I mean, it seems to me even biblically, if, if somebody wants to have peace with you and what is required to have peace is to discuss something and figure out what the truth is, um, then you should do it but what Owen is doing right now, Owen Strand. And by the way, I used to be a big Owen Strand fan. I loved that he came out with um woke, whatever it was called, Christianity and wokeness. <laughs> I bought the book because I just I wanted to give him money because I you know, I thought it was important to to stand up for those truths in in the time that he wrote it. I, I thought that was cool that he did that. I defended his his uh, him from the attackers on his views on the trinity you know I, I don't think his views on the trinity are heretical right and i um i i like a lot of the stuff he says but i think his behavior now is exposing a huge and the behavior of all of the leadership in G3 is exposing a huge huge massive problem i have spoken with a lot of people who follows a lot of these guys uh, i've spoken with them personally and they are so disappointed in g3's behavior right now Uh, the fact that they want to attack these christian nationalist people behind their backs and not be willing to discuss this stuff with them i mean is is mind-boggling now if if they were getting attacked back and you know like the the pearls before swine verse comes into play where it's like oh we're we're trying to offer them this truth and they're just trampling it then yeah maybe don't talk to them but that's not what's happening at all they don't even want to discuss they don't they don't even want to offer the pearls and then if you consider how both sides are acting the g3 folks they are the people who are wallowing in the mud and mudslinging at the other people insulting them and attacking them and you know sure there's some insults going both ways but but the it seems like the initiators of this attack are are the g3 folks they're acting a lot more like pigs than their opponents are who they might be accusing of being the swine very weird but then if you look at the other side and this is my experience at at the fight laugh feast conference they said that they invited the g3 people to the conference they said they wanted to you know to talk this out even on twitter chocolate Knox. Invited Owen Strand to come on Cross Politic, and Owen said no thanks. And so they had the thought, like, oh, well, maybe Owen is just intimidated by being around so many people who disagree with him, even though Owen is writing a book on manhood, and it doesn't seem like a man should be intimidated by such things. <laughs> but you know, maybe he is. And so, hey, let's invite Owen and scott and all you know all these other people scott anniel and, and all the other g3 leadership just whoever wants to come and then we'll even if we do it online we'll have a, a talk together because we we literally just want to talk this through they invited them to the conference they invited them on cross politic they are they are going out of their way bending over backwards even offering owen strand a uh all expenses paid trip to moscow idaho paying paying for everything just so that they can talk about this stuff because they don't like Owen's behavior. And how does Owen respond? He says, nope, not interested. I'm just going to keep attacking these people behind their backs and I'm not going to talk to them because, you know, that's how faithful Christians ought to act. It's ridiculous. It's outrageous, man. It's, it's like cowardice. It's sad. Um, and you know, I am not biased against G three. I used to like these guys. I don't like them now, but I'm open to liking them again because, like, this is really bad. <laughs> this is, like, this is awful stuff. Hey, even, here's here's another story. Uh, there was a kerfuffle on X on Twitter uh, after this interview with Owen Strand. There was a Q&A. Uh, Aaron Coates was there. And, man, I'm disappointed that Aaron Coates supported Owen uh, the way that she did on the show, too. But... I am chalking this up to both Aaron and then this other guy who was the interviewer, just not knowing the full picture behind the scenes. Uh, so I, I hope that's the case. <laughs> I hope they just were ignorant. And so that's why they supported Owen because they, they just bought into his lies because the whole Q and a Owen was just lying about his opponents. It was terrible. But anyway, the interviewer, the interviewer's name was Joe Root. And there was a, a bit of a kerfuffle where he saw on x somebody shared with him i guess a a video of ad robles who's another podcaster i like ad i got to meet him at the fight laugh feast conference and ad uh made a comment on his show AD's kind of inflammatory but in a funny way like i like (laughs) ad i think he's funny but you know maybe if you if you don't know who he is uh you know, this, this would come across bad if you just saw this clip out of context, which Joe, John, John Root obviously did. And so AD, uh, he was wearing in this interview, Joe, John, I keep getting his name wrong, John Root. uh, He was wearing a hoodie with a blazer over the top of it. And I had never seen this before. I immediately thought it looked weird when I saw the interview. And then AD commented on it too. Uh, He said, John Root, uh, looked essentially like a basic white person, which he does, <laughs> and he was wearing this very weird outfit, and he made the comment like uh, that John Root looked like he had white guilt, which is funny because, you know, he he did look like he had white guilt and the way he was acting, made it you know it was like oh you're you're just one of these typical you know people who call themselves conservatives but you're not really conservative you probably buy in a crt now ad wasn't claiming to know everything about the guy's character but he was just saying this is what this guy looks like and maybe rightfully john root uh was offended by this <laughs> and you know made some snarky comments back and and then uh scott Aniel. I think it was Scott, uh, said something like, be careful how you engage with these people on the internet. Like, you, the last thing you want is for them to invite you on your podcast, on their podcast, because then you might actually have to talk. Scott Aniel actually said that. I think it was Scott, not Josh Bice. Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure it was Scott Aniel. But, like, I was like, how gross? Like, he's... Ah, anyway. A.D., even said he's like, hey, hey, I heard John Root was gonna be at the Fight La Feast conference. I'm gonna wear this stupid looking outfit with a blazer over top of a hoodie in solidarity <laughs> just to show that like I'm I'm reaching out to be buddies with John. And he did, and it looked, you know, just as ridiculous as John did in the in the show. And then John also wore his costume, uh, the the whole show. But then Toby Sumter also the, the first day of the conference wore a hoodie with a blazer over it, but I think it actually looked good on him. Anyway, uh, it it might've all been a part of this big joke, but all that to say is John, John Root, this, this G3 guy, this guy who was interviewing Owen Strand. I would see him throughout the conference and he was often hanging out with the leadership in, uh, at the fight, left feast conference. Now, I don't know his relationships behind the scene or if or if he, you know, has like prior relationships with any of these guys. But the impression that I got was that he was invited kind of into the inner circle uh, to be shown what what the Fight Laugh Feast people are really about. Like, you know, look, look at us. We're really not the bad guys here. <laughs> And, uh, like I saw him hanging out with chocolate Knox on multiple occasions at the fight Life feast conference. And the point is that's how these people respond. And I think that's how Christians should be responding to conflict. They should say, Hey, look, let me invite you in. Let me show you, uh, what we're really like, you know, let's, let's just put all of our cards out on the table. Let's be open and honest with each other. Let's talk, you know, this sounds very biblical, but what a lot of Christians want to do, the less biblical Christians, they want to shut everybody out. They want to have nothing to do with other Christians. They want to divide using verses like the pearls before a swine verse or we got to divide with false teachers, like claiming these faithful brothers in Christ or in Christ are false teachers. You know me. There are false teachers out there. And there are a lot of false teachers that people wouldn't even consider false teachers broadly. But instead of focusing our attention on attacking false teachers in, like, Bethel or in Acts 29 or in the popular, like, you know, or like Tim Keller or popular, like, trash, uh, popular evangelical uh, folks who are, like, actually dangerous, what we're focusing on is, you know, people who love the Lord and just think that, you know, I mean, it's a radical view, but we, we just think that, We should disciple the nations, and we should teach them to obey all that God commanded us to do. I don't know; it's in the Bible, so if we're disagreeing on that, we can disagree on what that means. But it's not like either side. I, I I mean, we sure aren't throwing out Scripture, but it kind of seems like they do. But even, even if that's the case, you know, I'm, I'm willing to concede and say like, they're not throwing out scripture. They just take a different meaning of the great commission, but you know what we should do? We should talk about it. We should talk about it. So keep your eyes open. Uh, I, I'm sure there will be more updates to this situation as time progresses, but uh, don't be embarrassed about what the Bible says and stand firm in the truth uh, don't be discouraged when people attack you, even people who you used to respect, like the G3 folks. Um, it's what it's what we expect. You know, people love to go with the flow of the culture. And, and it seems like that's what G3 is doing, because it's really popular to hate Christian nationalism. Ever since it entered into the common vocabulary, it was popular to hate Christian nationalism. And hey, that's what they're doing too. And they have a lot of supporters, but they also have a lot of people pushing back. And so I think we should be pushing back too. if you're on X, if you're on their social media pages, push back, show them that the culture does not actually love what they're doing. And, you know, because they respond so well to wherever the cultural winds blow, maybe we can show them that the cultural winds aren't actually blowing where they think they are. And then they hopefully will repent for the wrong reasons, which might actually make them come to believe the truth for the right reasons. So. Hope that was entertaining um, and enlightening and I will catch you next time. God bless.